Welcome to the Active Kids Do Better podcast. My interviews are intended to help teachers, administrators, parents, caregivers, and community members ensure that kids are getting movement opportunities throughout the day. My name is Nick Klein, Active Schools Manager and the host of this podcast. Active Schools is a national initiative that encourages and supports schools, families, and communities in providing students with access to at least 60 minutes of physical activity every day. For more information about Active Schools, please visit activeschoolsus.org. All right, so good afternoon, good morning, whenever it is that you are watching this recorded webinar. Uh, I have two guests here joining me, and we're going to talk about family engagement today. Uh, but before we dive into that subject, we're going to start with some introductions. So those of you who I have not met, I am Nick Klein. I am one of the uh, Open National Trainers as well as the Active Schools Manager. So kind of wear two hats within the organizations that support one of the events we're gonna talk about related to family engagement towards the end of this webinar, which is Family PE Week. Uh, but before we get to that last topic, we're gonna to just talk about in general, the importance of family engagement and how it looks in two of the different schools from uh, the two guests that are here. Um, so, Will, let's turn it over to you. Tell us uh, who you are and uh, send something interesting about yourself. Okay, I'm William Potter. I am an open national trainer. I am also, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm also uh, uh, the Shape of America 2020 National Teacher of the Year, as well as a Caper Teacher of the Year. Um, I just finished up my um, presidency at Caper and um, fun fact about me is I love movies and I love I love all things movies. Uh, so those of us who are, can see that little image behind you that looks like there might be a couple are those only books or just a couple of movies on that shelf? Those are and, all and I know books. Okay, I was going to say those that this much of, of movies, if, if that were like if there were like two or three movies on that shelf of, of your vast collection. Yeah. Yeah, that's just movies. My my uh, my DVDs. Uh, you need a, a lot more than a bookshelf, so I use dressers. Yeah, awesome. And Christine, uh, tell us something about yourself. Uh, well, tell us first who you are and something about yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Christine Drago. I'm also an open national trainer. Uh, I'm a physical education teacher at PS20 and a sober. It's an elementary school on the Lower East Side in New York City. Um, fun fact about me is I'm a huge Yankee fan and I am patiently waiting for Aaron Judge to hit his 60 second home run, hoping it's happening any day. You and all of the other Yankees fans, I think we're just yeah anticipating and every time he, he gets walked. I think is more frustrating than than when he he strikes out or you know whatever uh, gets the single or something. It's like ah, stop walking him. Give, give him a pitch that he can hit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we're coming from coast to coast. So from from California, as, as Will mentioned, all the way to New York. Um, so wherever you are, uh, in between that or from from a different country, uh, welcome to uh, this recording. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with uh, the question, what does family engagement mean to you? Because we hear this uh, a lot and it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So uh, let's have the, the guests kind of share and Christine, we'll, we'll have you start first. What, what does it mean to you? 
Um, family engagement means a couple of things to me. I think, first of all, it means um, getting to know and building relationships with your families, uh, not just your students, but, you know, who's at home with them. And then you want to engage them by getting them involved in anything that you have going on in your class or your school building. So I love to have families come back to the school building and participate in events together um, because I'm teaching phys ed. It's usually something active and sports related. And I love to have you know, them in the building, see the gymnasium, get to know what their kids are doing in PE, get to know other parents and, you know, just engage them in as much active activities as we can. Yeah. And Will, how about you? Yeah, I want to um, 100% piggyback on what Christina said about um, about uh, relationships. Uh, you know, uh, family engagement is all about building relationships with the people inside your building, but also those outside the building that that relate to the students inside. Um, you know, it's having those side conversations, um, you know, about the child, but also having conversations that have nothing to do with it. It's, you know, did you watch Game of Thrones last night? Did you have a, you know, did you go to a park over the weekend? What did you do that was both active and non-active? Um, because you want to relate to them on a personal level, not just a professional level. I like how you said that because it definitely has to be uh, a reciprocal relationship. It can't be come come into my school to see me and your child doing this. It's it works both ways. It's, I will go to the uh, event that uh, you know a lot of the students are in the play, the uh, soccer game, whatever, whatever, whatever event it is, so that parents are seeing you, seeing you invested. Yeah, go so out. Yeah, both of you mentioned uh, a few ways. What what are some other specific ways that that you engage with with families other than the the two that we just mentioned, um, like asking somebody to come in or or going to to an event? Well, let's start with you first. Um, well, I've been using your uh, Dean calendars, the Drop Everything and Move calendars. I send those home uh, as a voluntary activity. Um, parents have to do the activity with their child. I always say that, you know, it, it can't just be you signing off that your child did it. I want you to participate and do it with your child or your loved one. Um, and then that also builds, I think, a little community within the family of, oh, we have to do our, we have to do our PE homework. And it really encourages that idea of, of um, fitness being something that that's, that's universal, not just for kids, not just for adults, but for everyone. Um, so I really love those. Um, some other things I've been doing are, you know, just video newsletters, sending out information about the program, um, physical newsletters, like paper newsletters, um, just as many different ways to communicate with parents as possible about what goes on in PE and how they can include that in, in their day-to-day -day lives. And I've seen your, your digital newsletters and, and they're amazing. Um, and yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with the paper newsletter which you said you also do but but to have that, that video like for people to see actually rather than just read about it i think is amazing so so those teachers who have that capability uh and time definitely it, it takes the, that, that communication piece to, to a whole new level christine how about you anything that, that uh, to add to what, what will said 
Yeah, um, what, we're doing some similar things. I send home a newsletter as well um, digitally. It's monthly. Um, we also have family updates. If there's something that I need to add in there that goes from our principal, she'll add in little messages from teachers that go to all of our families. Um, we have a PE bulletin board right outside our gym, a large one where like students work is often displayed. And there's a smaller one that has upcoming activities and events for parents to sign up or, or be part of. Um, and then, yeah, just like the events that we do um, is a big part of the engagement. We like to do a lot of events and we sprinkle them throughout the school year so that parents are constantly coming in the school building, not, you know, just once in the beginning. Um, and then I have a PE website that parents can visit and it's sent home to them in the beginning of the school year that I try to update throughout throughout the year. And I like the variety. So if, if people don't have uh, email at home or don't come into the school building, like with that variety that you both mentioned, hopefully they get one of those pieces, one of those forms of communication um, so that they uh, aren't just left out because everything is done via email or everything is done via Facebook or whatever it might be. Um, the other thing that I know is always important because of uh, the support that they can provide is going to um, a PTO or PTA meeting, whatever it is that your school calls, because um, they often support the events that, that you have. So it's really nice to, once again, um, support a, a meeting or two during the school year so, so that they know that you're there to help with their needs. Great. Um, so the next question would be, uh, now we know what it is, why why do it? Why is it important? What What are some things that, that uh, you get out of it? Well, uh, or Christine, let, let's go to you first for this question. Um, I think the why is because a, a couple of reasons. I want parents to come in and see what we're doing in PE, like get a feel for it and um, just understand what their children are participating in throughout the year. You know, you're hoping that they do come home and they're excited about what they're learning and they're able to share it. But, you know, you want the parents to come in and also see the importance of being active. You know, um, after a few parents came to our active schools in the past, they were like, whoa, I forgot what it's like to actually move and like how I'm not moving as much as I should be. And this was like a reminder of how I have to get moving again. And that's always you know, something that you're happy to hear. Um, and then it's like you were saying kind of about the PTA and other parents, it's great to form that positive relationship when you need help with events or you want to draw a large crowd, the better the relationship that you have with parents and the more you've engaged them and they've gotten to know you, you always have that support behind you, which, which makes your job easier. Right. And well, what, yeah, I mean, I why? think, oh yeah, I think, I think to piggyback what Christine said again, um, you're, you're, you're the best advocate for your program. And if you can share what you do for PE, what you do for the community, what you do for your school, and you can get that to the parents as much as possible. Now, all of a sudden you're not fighting a battle by yourself. You have an army behind you to support you, to help your program, to advocate for you, to make sure that, that administration and, um, you know, stakeholders really understand that, your program isn't just a nice thing to have. It's an essential piece of the day-to-day -day school life. And then the more people you have that you can have those connections with and have those relationships with, the better off you are and the easier it does become to advocate for your PE program. And I don't think we can say it enough. Um, and I know a lot of the, the people who are, are watching or listening to this right now 
have, have uh, many of you have already heard this, but not everyone had a positive experience. So it, we do have to advocate. Um, so whether that's, once again, and I love how you use the term stakeholder, because it, this is not just about the families, meaning that the parents of the, the child or student that, that's in our class, but it's the uh, uncles, aunts, grandparents, it's the administrators, it's the community people, because a lot more people I know when I get a communication home from, from somebody in my school, like we send it on to the other people in my family so that uh, my, my son's like grandparents and you know, like aunts and uncles can see what he's doing. So it goes far beyond just the immediate family um, and, and the advocacy piece, because not everyone knows what quality physical education, physical education is. So the, the more opportunities we have to let others uh, kind of share in this, uh, the, the better it is for everybody. Um, so here's, here's kind of the, the tough thing. We know teachers' schedules are, are already full. Their plates are overflowing because they have so many things to do, not just during the, the uh, school days because their schedules are packed and they, they have so many students in, in their, their classes they're trying to support. Um, but now we're, we're suggesting that they do something more in addition to that. Um, I, I think we, we have to give some advice. So what advice do you have? Well, starting with you um, to a teacher who may not send home newsletters, may not um, uh, have these community events, um, Where's a, where's a good place to get started? So, you know, you, you just take baby steps. You pick, you pick this year, I'm going to do one thing and I'm going to do it the best that I can. And I'm going to, maybe it's sending out a newsletter. Maybe it's sending out an email blast. Maybe it's building your website, whatever it is. I'm going to do one thing this year that's going to reach out to parents and, and inform parents or share with parents what I'm doing in my class. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be something very, very small. Um, and then you, you just hone that really, really well. And then the next year you do that same thing again, if it worked and if it, and then you add another thing to it and maybe that thing doesn't work. And you, the, the following year, you go back to that one thing that really worked well, and you try something new. And now all of a sudden you have two things that work really, really well to communicate to parents and to get, you know, a community involvement. And then the next year you add a third thing, you know, you just, you don't overload your plate like Thanksgiving dinner um, the very first time, you know, you, you take a little, little bites, little pieces of things, uh, one thing at a time. Um, and then all of a sudden, two, three, four years down the line, you all of a sudden have this amazing um, outreach program that you can you can lean back on and you're comfortable with because you've you've built up that tolerance. It's kind of like that uh, the 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 frog in the boiling water, right? You put them in the hot boiling water right away, they're gonna freak out and never go back. But if you put them in the the slow boiling water, the water that hasn't boiled yet, they don't realize how much uh, how much has changed over that period of time. And so I think it's. I guess really what I'm trying to say is just be patient and just take baby steps and do one little thing at a time. Great. And Christine, can you share some, some advice? I think that's uh, perfectly said. Well, I would say I agree, you know, start small and build and just be patient. Um, and if you are worried about maybe being overwhelmed or nervous about your first event, 
Uh, you can always work in a team. So if you have an, another PE teacher with you, work together and try to plan it. Or, you know, in my building, I'm the only PE teacher, but I'll work with the other specialty teachers. And, you know, we do one event a year together. So I'll work with the art teacher and the music teacher and the science teacher, technology. We all come together and we plan an event. And that's a little less overwhelming because you have that support behind you and you have multiple ideas. Um, and then when it comes time to the event, there's multiple people there to help run it. And that tends to be a little less overwhelming if you have a lot on your plate. And if it's your first time, it helps to have people there to get your feet wet with. Some great pieces of, of advice. And then, uh, like, like you said, reflect on the, the successes and the areas of, of improvement for whatever it is, and then build upon that and make those improvements um, for, for the following year. Um, so. The culminating event to, to some people um, for family engagement would be Family PE Week, which is the first week of October. Um, so every year, uh, this event is sponsored or, or, or hosted by uh, Active Schools and Open. Uh, and it's really just a way to do everything that we just said. Uh, and there's a variety of options. Um, so everything from what it, this event started out to be, which was take your parent to PE Week, to um, take PE home to your families. Um, so a lot of different options now. Now we just call it Family PE Week and really give teachers the freedom and flexibility to make this uh, initiative anything that they want it to be. Um, so Christine, what, what are your plans? Because I know that, that you said that you've participated in the past and that you plan to this coming year as well. So what we're going to do is they're going to go through a normal day of PE. So I have a do now uh, where they do a, a running warm up with our rising stars to New York Roadrunners. So parents will come in with their kids. They're going to get their get in their floor spots and then we'll get started with our do now. Uh, they'll run around the gym for a little bit. We'll stretch and make sure everybody's warm. Uh, and then I have a plan to do a couple of different activities from open phys ed. Uh, so we're going to be using scooters and bean bags, and they're going to work with their children to participate in these different activities. Uh, and I just plan to, you know, get them up and moving, work together, and hopefully, you know, more parents are there and they can meet other parents and uh, we'll end with like a student versus parent game uh, to close out the, the day. <laughs> Awesome. I just want to highlight the, the Do Now uh, event, and this doesn't have to be just Family PE Week um, activity. A lot of times PE teachers have students come in and just expect them to sit and wait through a long series of, of directions. Uh, and we know that PE oftentimes our students, it is the favorite special of, of many, many students, maybe mostly students today. So to expect students to just come in and sit for an extended period of time waiting for, for directions is so hard. So whatever you call it, the instant activity, the warm up, the do now, get kids moving right away um, so that they can release some of that energy, excitement, enthusiasm that they come to you with and then uh, settle back in for, for the main event or whatever it is. Um, and Will, um, I know that your schedule uh, was different than most. And, and here's the thing that I will say. Uh, we kind of celebrate Family PE Week during the first week of October, but we give the freedom and flexibility to teachers to schedule whenever it is best for, for them. Um, and you did just that. So, so you actually are wrapping up your Family PE Week. Tell us uh, how it went. Uh, it was phenomenal. It was incredible. Um, I've been doing these for uh, 
12, 13, I think even 14 or 15 years now. I can't even think back to when I first started these. Um, but um, this year, especially the, 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 the response has been over the top um, positive. Um, you know, parents have reached out via email to both me and administration just to talk about how great it was to be back on campus, to be back around the, the families and the community. Um, and then also on top of that, to be participating and moving and learning at the same time. Um, so all of those things have been like hugely gratifying as both a professional and just knowing that I can bring something to my school that that can bring people together after the past three years of sort of collective trauma, so to speak. Um, but but uh, one thing I I will say is that it, it's it's very exhausting. You're 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 at a hundred percent every single class because you don't want to let any class down. Um, you don't want to. You don't want to fall on your face. So typically, when I do these, um, I try to pick the you know the three or four things that I do really really well. Um, so you know, team building activities are always something that I've I've always been I think really adept at. Um, something I'm not great at, but that parents really love is dance. So I always include dance, and and that has no equipment. Literally, you're just out there moving, and and you can combine it with you know, the cardiovascular system so that you can talk about how dance is a great cardiovascular workout. Um, and then, you know, just some sort of, of fun uh, do now activity. One of my favorites for this this week is uh, the say cheese tag from open phys ed, because if you, if you set up an iPad or um, tell parents that they have to take selfies on their phone, you get some really amazing photos of, of kids who just ham it up. And then the parents who are just trying to like get the right angle so they don't have like quadruple chins. Um, but, you know, just just finding activities that that bring everybody together um, to move, but also to enjoy themselves. Um, it's it's really, really big. And knock on wood, I've I've never had any major injuries from any tag games or any kind of things like that. Um, so we always leave with smiles on our faces and 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 high fives. Some sweat trophies, I'm sure, from kids and Definitely. their parents. Uh, so back to your point where we say start small. Uh, schools might not allow parents to come in or teachers might not be ready to take that plunge and they need a baby step. Um, so there is uh, another resource on, uh, that, that we share as part of this week that you can find uh, linked with, within the, the notes of, of, of this webinar or, or this podcast, however you're listening, uh, which is the Active Family Challenge. So this includes some fitness challenges, some family fun challenges, and social challenges. Um, so that could be something that literally you print out tomorrow morning and, and you send home that same day and just encourage, uh, very similar to the drop everything and move, just encourage families to move together. Um, so it can be done by anyone and everyone. Um, depending on on what what your situation is, and the nice thing, the really nice thing, sorry to piggyback onto that, the really nice thing is I sent those home even though I was doing an in person event because not everybody can come, and so I sent those home in an email saying, hey, you know, if you can't join us, join us from virtually or virtually join us or however I I phrased it, I can't remember. But um, I even had parents sending in photos of them doing things at night or, um, you know, I sent it out on Sunday. So like the same very, very same day, like they sent things back that evening saying, hey, I can't be there, but we're going to do it from home. And it's it's it was awesome. Nice. 
Um, so this kind of brings us to the end. Um, so like a two-part question. First is how would, if people have additional questions, how can they get a hold of you? And the second is, do you have any last remarks um, to kind of close out this, this session? Christine, we'll, we'll turn it over to you. Um, I would say if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me. Um, I could give you my my DOE email would be the best way. And I can either put that in the chat, but it's cdrago3 at schools.nyc.gov. Or uh, you could follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's drago underscore 930. And you can message me on there and I'll get back to you. Um, I would say the last thing is um, like you, we've talked about start small um, and you'll see how much of a difference it's going to make engaging families and getting them involved in what you're doing in your school building and in your PE class. Um, and even though it may feel a little overwhelming, once you see the results of it, you're going to want to do a little bit more each time and to see the, the joy that it brings both to parents' faces. You know, they feel like they're, they're living their childhood again, coming into PE, but to see the students' faces, like when their parents walk through the door and are participating in, in it, it, um, it makes it all worth it. So I would say definitely start small and, and uh, get involved with parents it's important well yeah um william h potter at gmail.com is my gmail but um if every other social media is even website uh mr will pe um if, at mr will pe mr will pe.com that'll pretty much get you to me um and then my i think my last uh my last piece of advice or my my takeaway statement would be you know, believe in yourself. You're your best and um, most informed professional when it comes to what you do and how you do it. And all you have to do is, is take that knowledge that you have of yourself and your school community and just share it out there and, and let people know how great your program is and how wonderful the things you do are because it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what Christine does. It's what you do that matters for your community and for the people that you support and you work with. So, you know, believe in yourself and believe in what you do, because if, if you don't, then nobody else will. Well, thank you both. Uh, I will definitely include the, the emails and social media handles within the notes. Uh, and I just want to thank you uh, both for, for giving up some of your very precious time, uh, because I know you're both very busy. And uh, this topic is very important. So I totally appreciate the time sharing your insight and perspective on family engagement. That is all the time we have today. I hope that you will join me again for a future episode of the Active Kids Do Better podcast. You can follow Active Schools on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or find us on the web at activeschoolsus.org. Be a champion for kids by helping your school provide students with a variety of opportunities to be physically active. We know that active kids learn better and do better. So together, let's ensure that our kids are reaching their full potential.